Thanks for tuning in to the Banner Church Podcast, recorded live in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. For more information, visit banner.church today. Enjoy the message. You know, this morning is a, is a little different, but uh, it's always fun. I enjoy that. And, uh, you know, I think we made this morning more simple, simple band and simple order. We put these things together because we really believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something. You know, this last week, my wife and I, we were heading up to a Pine Top uh, to go up and, and rest and celebrate 13 years of being married, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in our lives right now, and uh, there was a lot of things we were processing and mourning even at that time. And as we were driving up, uh, I was just so impressed. I don't know if you've driven around the state lately, but it is so green. It's amazing. It is so so green and the farther north you get like the more green it gets the places that like six months ago were so dry are just covered in like lush grass and some of it's really big stuff bushes but a lot of it's just this little like shoots coming up and this life coming up from hard ground and can I just tell you today that's what I want for you is to be refreshed by the rain that I think that there's a lot of things culturally we've not mourned over the past two years. I think a lot of people have been kind of head down, go forward, make it happen. But if you're like me, you've, you've begun to notice that the make it happen has started to run a little short. And now it's like the idea of doing one more thing, even if it's a great thing for the kingdom, it just feels overwhelming and exhausting. And as we were driving, I was just like, Lord, we need to be refreshed by your spirit. We need to be renewed. And I said, okay, then we're going to change things up a little bit because I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading us. So I hope you're comfortable being part of a church that is led by the Spirit and where He goes and what He does. And so we said this morning, man, let, let's, let, let's allow so much space because we want the Spirit to really refresh us today. So we stripped everything back, the band, everything, uh, but we're believing for God to move. I want to read a scripture. If you have your Bibles, open with me. We're going to continue reading where I read previously in Matthew 11, but this time we're going to be in verse 27. Jesus says this. He says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. I love this scripture. Let's look at it together this morning. He says, come to me. Jesus says, come to me. He says, I know the Father. I know the Father, and if you know me, you know the Father. Jesus is the revelation of the Father. Jesus is the revelation. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He doesn't say, I am a way. I am a truth. I am a life. Not just, I will show you the way, but I am the way. I am the access to the Father and to eternal life. And he looks at us and he says, come. Come. Come to me. I love that. Not go to God. Come to me. Not go and hope to find God. See, it's not by our greatness that we find God, but by God's goodness that Christ has come to find us. 
that though we are rebels in our sin and we were rebellious in our sin that Christ came to bring us in amen you and I we as believers when you receive the hope and healing of Jesus Christ you are the rescued the lost are found and he now calls you come the beautiful thing about this relationship with Christ is that the revelation Jesus the revelation and the rescued belong together his invitation is to come to him well who does he invite then it says all who labor and are heavy laden that word labor is copial means to exhaust or get tired through overuse or great strain or stress your translation might say weary but basically are you burdened and burnt out are you tired through overuse or great strain or stress? I think 90% of the people here might say in some way, shape, or form, yes, amen, I am weary. I am tired through great strain or stress. And I love that Christ's call to you here today is, are you weary? Are you burdened? You might not be burnt out, but you're at least burdened. Are you burdened by the way to the world? He says, come to me. And he says, all, all who are weary. Isn't that amazing? That's a universal invitation right there. All who are weary, all who labor and are heavy laden, every single person is welcome. Did you know that no trouble is omitted from coming to God? None of the troubled are omitted from the call to Christ. You might say, yeah, pastor, but listen, this is my trouble, and if you knew my trouble, you would know I was omitted. And can I just tell you, you're not omitted. You're not cast off because of your trouble. Every single person is welcome. There's no qualification for the nature of the burden. He just says, all who are burdened, come. Are you burdened? Come. Are you weary? Come. Are you toiling? Are you anxious? Are you overwhelmed? Are you overcome? He says, come. And I love that it's present tense. Are you right now under the weight? Are you right now under the burden? Are you right now feeling the pressure and the tension? Come. Are you right now suffering under the toil? Are you right now feeling labored by your sin and shame? He says, lay it down, come. He says, are you right now overcome with worry and anxiety? He says, bring it, come. All who labor and are heavy laden. And he says, I will give you rest. Is there more beautiful of an invitation than that? Not come to me and we'll see what we can do about you. Not come to me and we'll see if we can get you to the right place. We'll see if we can level you up. We'll see if we can teach you how to find a, like, you know, be okay. And then, and then, he says, come to me and I will give you rest. Think on that invitation. Jesus to you is saying, are you burned out? Are you burdened? Are you overwhelmed by the weight of the broken world? Are you feeling the weight of sin and shame, of your sorrow? of your toil, of your striving, he says, come to me and I'll give you rest. And that word rest actually originates from an agricultural term. If you know me, you know I, I love to garden. And so like 90% of the time my brain goes to gardening metaphors because, oh, we live in a world of creation. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I temper them back a little bit so it's not just the gardening church. 
But there's a practice uh, that Israel had for a long time. Israel was constantly being taught by God how to rest. They were constantly in toil. God was constantly teaching them how to rest. How many of you ever heard of the Sabbath? Right, on the Sabbath, you rest on the seventh day. God was teaching his people rest. But there's another principle called Shemitah. Shemitah. And that's on the seventh year, they would let all of their fields rest. And that's where we originate this agricultural language of rest. In Exodus 23, 10, the Lord says, For six years you shall sow your land and gather its yield, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat. Follow that real quick. That the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave, the beasts of the field may eat. You shall do so likewise with your vineyard and your olive orchard. Now, if you're reading NIV, that's, that might say unplowed or unused. But the Jewish understanding there is you let it rest. You withdraw from working it. Literally, it is you are to let it go and to let it be. Elsa would be proud. <laughs> Have you ever driven through agricultural areas and you see fields and there's, there's nothing in them? It's just dirt, right? I think often that's our understanding of this principle. We think, oh, to rest is a place of barrenness and emptiness and loneliness but that's actually not the, the way that it's being used here as the Lord describes rest. It's not passive, it's actually active rest. Because how could the poor eat from a field that was just dirt? He says the poor are gonna come and eat from it. Well, how could they eat if it was just dirt? That'd be tough. Feeding poor people dirt is mean. <laughs> how could the animals, says the animals are gonna come? Well, because the Israelites had this principle of not harvesting all the way to the edges. That was one principle. So they would leave some on the edges, on the fringes for the poor and the foreigner and their land. It's a different sermon. But also, it wasn't a place of destroying everything living. They would allow nature to take back over, essentially, that field. Nature, the working of God to come in and begin to grow things. And there was enough things in that field that it could provide. If you came by and picked, there was last year's harvest or there were perennials that grew up that you could eat. Why, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because God refreshes his creation. It's part of his beautiful design. See, the more you learn about creation, the more you see the master's handiwork in it. See, if you plant a field and you harvest it, what it does is it depletes that field. That field is it's not just dirt, it's full of all kinds of micronutrients, it's got a biome, it has nitrogen in the soil, and so if you plant it, plant it, plant it, what plants do is they suck up those nutrients, right? And they work in conjunction with the sun. But if you've planted a field for a while, all of those nutrients are gone, right? They begin to disappear. And so what happens is as you let the field go, there are plants and there are wild uh, nitrogen fixers plants that come in and begin to work in that field. And not only do they work in that field, but it's not bare dirt. It's actually, it actually has stuff in it. And so it's broken up. So when the rain comes, it is able to hold more water and it's refreshed. Why do I say this? Because we are part of God's creation. We are the part of creation he loves the most. And God longs to refresh you. God longs to refresh his people. He longs to give us rest. But let me give you a little fact about rest that I think we need to know. It takes trust to rest. Do you know that? It takes trust to rest. If you want to rest, you have to trust. 
Could you imagine if we as a country did this principle? That for, a, I mean, only 1.5% of our population grows all the food for our entire population. But what if that 1.5% said, we're going to obey this principle. We're not going to grow anything for a year. Stress, right? <laughs> right? We're all eating these crickets they keep trying to sell. There'd have to be a lot of trust if you're Israel, right? Trust in what? Trust in God. Because not only in what you've stored, but perennial plants and rain and all kinds of things. There'd have to be a trust that if God gave you this, it would be good. Because it would be out of your control. How many of you, honestly, if you're a farmer and you had to take a year off, you'd be anxious, right? You wouldn't be like, I feel at rest. I feel rested. You'd be like, no. Imagine if you didn't take a paycheck for a year. You wouldn't feel more at rest, right? You might feel anxious. Here's the problem. Control is the enemy of rest. Our souls find rest when they're entrusted to God. When we stop our toil and we open up our lives to his work. That's why he says this. It's not passive, it's active. He says, take my yoke upon you. That might, that might sound odd. Right? I said, we're going to come into rest. And then God says, no, no, take off your yoke and take my yoke. Well, your yokes don't sound like rest. They sound like work right? That's the heavy thing you put on an oxen. You yoke them together, they go work a field. You just said, we're done with the fields. That doesn't make sense to me. There's a paradox here. That's an instrument of work. But Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. I'm lowly and gentle. Well, as Jesus in this moment is speaking to the Pharisees, the Pharisees had something called the yoke of the law. They spoke often about it. In fact, there's a Jewish expression that says, he that takes upon himself the yoke of the law, from him shall be taken away the yoke of the kingdom and the yoke of worldly care. They spoke lovingly of the law, except scripture tells us that the people did not speak, speak lovingly of the yoke of the law. In fact, Matthew 23, Jesus says, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Peter says to the believers, don't place a yoke on Christians that our Father couldn't even bear. And Paul in Galatians 5.1 says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. See, Jesus offers to us his yoke. It's a different yoke than the yoke of the law or the yoke of the world. He doesn't offer us drudgery. He doesn't offer us toil. He offers us freedom in life. Amen. He doesn't call us to stagnation. In fact, the Sermon on the Mount, he calls us to greater. You've heard it said, but I say. You've heard it said, but I say. So he calls us to more. But it's a different kind of yoke. It's not a burden. It is a refreshing relationship. So how are we refreshed under the yoke? He says this. He says, if you have your scripture, you'll see it. He says, learn from me. Learn from me. Jesus invites you to learn from him to come to the feet of a loving Savior. It's not coming into a burden and toil. It's coming and sitting at the feet of a loving God who is gentle and humble in heart. If you have your Bible, look at what he says right here. For I am gentle and lowly in spirit. Church, have you thought about what a way for the King of Kings to describe himself? What a way for the Lord of Lords. What a way for the magnificent God, all-powerful, present at creation, who will judge the earth with power and might. What a way to describe yourself. I'm gentle and lowly. How many leaders actually would define themselves that way? How many leaders really take a superior place and elevate themselves? Jesus says, no, I, I reject that. I'm gentle and lowly. Philippians 2.6 says, who being in the very nature God, 
did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Are you with me here this morning? Jesus left the high place to come down and be humble and lowly for you. Hear, hear me again this morning so that you can know how much Jesus loves you. Jesus left the highest place to come down to be gentle and lowly. I say that so that you know you can trust him because he's got the track record. He's got the character. It's in his inmost being to be meek and lowly, not to be weak, not to be passive, but to be gentle and embracing of the hurting and broken. He's a place of peace. He's a place of renewal. He's a place of refreshing. He is fully God and power and might, yet he is gentle and meek, and he welcomes him in. It's under his yoke, under his teaching that we find refreshing. It's by his spirit that we are renewed. And he says this, if, if you've never underlined anything, this is a great time. You can underline your Bible, it's allowed. He says, and you will find rest for your souls. Is that not what we all long for, rest? I think we long for it so much that we've almost stopped expecting we'd ever get it. Refreshing and renewal to rest in him. We need that refreshing rain on the hard desert ground, stirring up and breaking up and bringing life in our souls. You know what I love about rain? There's lots of scriptures about the Holy Spirit and the Spirit raining down. But what I love about rain is that rain does something very important. See, there's nitrogen in our air. Creation is amazing, amen? Amen. There's nitrogen in our air. And now if you're growing something, you can get nitrogen and you can put it into your soil. All of the Midwest has done this, which is why the Gulf is, you know, full of nitrogen, right? Because you put it on. The problem is that it's synthetic. And so what happens is it washes away. And so you can try to fix it and add it. But there's something that only rain can do is that rain brings that nitrogen from the air down into the soil to nourish it, to nourish that soil. And you can put nitrogen-fixing plants and you can put artificial things, but there's something that only the rain can do for the soil to nourish it. Hear me this morning. There is something that only the Holy Spirit can rain down and do in your life. And you can put artificial things in it. You can put fixes, but it will all wash away and it'll all pass away except the Holy Spirit present in your life is what will give you refreshing and renewing and restoration. Are you with me this morning, church? That's been my prayer. Only you, God can bring the kingdom here to our hearts right now. Where we, the rescued, find refreshing in the revelation of Jesus and the reins of the Spirit. Can I tell you, that's why refreshing Sunday today, because I long not only in my own self, but in you, that the Holy Spirit will begin to refresh you and renew and restore you. Not as an act of will or hype. That's why we stripped it down, because I don't want you to think it's hype. I want it to be the Spirit. Some of you, you cannot leave this place without being refreshed. There is so much weight upon you and so much anxiety that you right now even recognize, I need to be refreshed by the Spirit this morning. Can I encourage you? The moment is now to come near. 
because Christ has come near to you and the Holy Spirit is here and I know there's a hunger in us because there's a hunger in me in first service I didn't even finish giving the altar call and people were like I'm hungry I need I need the Holy Spirit I don't need to play church I don't need I don't care how people what they think of me I need the Holy Spirit in my life to move and refresh me so I'm gonna invite you this morning would you stand before we enter into a moment of worship I want to read these words over you. So if you would, as you're standing, just bow your head and close your eyes to allow these words to speak to you from Scripture. I want to read them again. And as I read them, I want you to hear, not not me, but hear the Word of God and the voice of Jesus Christ speaking to your heart and the Holy Spirit stirring you and telling you the rain is here. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hear me right now in this place, just you and Jesus here, Jesus speaking to you, saying, you who are sorrowful, you who are burdened, you who are overcome, you who feel you don't even know him yet, you feel so crushed by sin and shame, you who today are toiling, you who are exhausted, you who are struggling. He says, come to me. See, I can be trusted. See that I'm gentle. See that I don't abuse. I don't harm. Take my yoke, my purpose upon your life. Receive the anointing of the Spirit, and I will give you rest. There is rest here for you today through the Holy Spirit. There is refreshing for your soul and like the rain upon the desert bursting forth new life. The Holy Spirit is here to rain upon you to bring forth peace and joy and new life in your spirit. So right now, and I encourage you to not allow this moment to go by. Right now, if you're here and you're saying, I need the Holy Spirit to refresh me. I need a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to right now, as the band's playing, just invite you, come forward. I want to pray for you right now. If you're saying, I need a refreshing of the Spirit, come forward right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this moment. If you're here, I need a refreshing of the Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come on. As the band's playing, we invite you, Lord. And I just want to invite you, come on up, come on right here, and just take a moment. Before I pray for you, just you and the Lord. You and the Lord. This is your moment. This is the altar. You and Him. It's significant because you're stepping to, to meet with Him in this place, not because you and I are just physically closer. And just wherever you are right now, just begin to pray that first thing we prayed. Holy Spirit, I open my heart to you. Maybe you have some hard-heartedness, and again, it's, an, it's not an attack on, on you or, or an indictment of you, but we all have that, where the burden of life has hardened our heart. Just begin to even pray right now. Holy Spirit, begin to break up that ground and make way for your reign. Make way for your reign. And right now, all in this space, just begin to invite him. Holy Spirit, just speak to him. He loves you. Speak to him. I invite you. Refresh me. Refresh me refresh me. I'm going to pray for you in a second, but I just want you to stay here as we worship. I just want to stay here as we worship, as we sing this song. Just stay right here. Begin to invite him, and we'll pray in just a moment. We invite you, God. Holy Spirit, open our hearts to Begin to call out to him. Holy Spirit, renew me. 
called to you, Lord. first. I want to pray over your mind here this morning. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you're moving in this place. But I pray over minds that are still holding on to control. I pray a release in the name of Jesus. God, there's worry, there's anxiety, there's fear here, Lord. I sense it in the Spirit. You're afraid to really let the Lord in to minister, to really give Him space, to really break up that ground because you're afraid of what He's going to find. Can I tell you, He already knows what's in your heart, and He wants to move upon it. He wants to release you. He wants to fill you. He wants to give you joy. So in this moment, just say, Jesus, I give you everything. Holy Spirit, I trust you to work in my life. I trust you, Holy Spirit, to work in my heart and we pray over minds we pray a release of the lies of the enemy right now that say there is no restoring that say this is how it always is this is how every day is going to go and we pray right now restoration over minds by the power of the holy spirit we pray the breaking of the bondage of depression right now by the power of the holy spirit we pray the breaking of the chains of fear and anxiety right now by the power of the holy spirit and Holy Spirit, we just I speak to hearts right now. I speak to hearts right now, and I pray you're refreshing upon every heart, like springs of life, like springs of life on every heart. If you're here, just invite them right now. Say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you in to bring life to my heart. Rain down upon me right now. I pray the rains of the Spirit upon you. I pray the refreshing of the Spirit upon you. Where there has been weariness, there is now joy by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where there was anxiety, there is now laughter by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where there was fear, there was now excitement by the power of of the Holy Spirit where there was hurt there was healing by the power of the Holy Spirit just take this moment just take this moment some of you I can just sense in the spirit that you're finding what he wants to do can I just encourage you just pray Holy Spirit I receive your refreshing rain I receive it sometimes your faith has to transcend your feeling in this moment if you're in this place would you just reach your hands out to the people up here begin to pray, pray God a refreshing rain upon them a refreshing rain upon them jesus 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 just stay right here a refreshing rain i know we want to rush out western church we want to run out but i think the i think the holy spirit's still working on you right now holy spirit a refreshing rain refreshing rain on the mom who doesn't feel like she's enough a refreshing rain of a renewal of the spirit God, a refreshing rain on the one who is mourning over loss in their life. I pray a refreshing by the Holy Spirit. God, a refreshing over the chronically ill, the one who feels like they have been in the battle for so long. I pray a refreshing by your Spirit, not by will, but by you, Holy Spirit, you who loves our soul, who loves us. I pray a refreshing. Thank you for listening to the Banner Church Podcast. We hope this message was impactful for you. Check the episode notes to visit our website, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you again next week.